Welcome to another episode of the Cannabis Review. I am spending the last couple of weeks and months, if everybody's noticed, going around Europe interviewing some of the top people in individual countries so we can paint a picture of our own European industry as opposed to being told what it looks like. And I'm delighted to be joined on this show by Gregory Fry, who's the executive editor of The Bluntness, and he's based in Greece at the moment. Gregory, how are you keeping, mate? Doing great, Owen. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, mate. Enjoying our lovely little Irish heat wave that we've going on here. So, yeah, it's. I, I'm sure you're burning up over there in Ireland. 22 degrees Celsius was was it you told me? Yeah. yeah so it's nice now. It's uh, it's good to be enjoyed. Do you want to give the viewers basically a little overview of how you got to be executive editor at the Bluntus and a little bit about the Bluntus so everybody can get up to speed on your position in the industry? Yeah, sure. Thanks for asking about that. As you mentioned, I'm executive editor at The Bluntness. Although I live in Greece, um, The Bluntness is actually headquartered in New York, uh, U.S.-focused publication, but also you know with international uh, coverage. And really with The Bluntness, we're all about covering the good, the bad, and the ugly of cannabis. And you were not afraid to you know break a few eggshells or you know, break a few windows or, or piss people off or whatever in terms of uh, telling the stories that need to be told in and around cannabis and other uh, psychedelic substances. Um, I became executive editor of The Bluntness back in October 2020. Before that, I was part of the founding team with Greenflower Media for five years. We, we parted ways in 2020 and I Soon thereafter, found my way over to the bluntness. Okay, amazing. So, you're basically somebody's got a lot of experience in this industry and uh, isn't afraid to call a spade a spade, as we say in Ireland. So, let me get off with the first topic that we'll jump into, and it's just basically Greece and their cannabis legislation. Can you give the viewer uh, an overview? Are these guys? We've talked to people in Malta, so Malta seems to be a place where they're going to be developing the products. There's a number of companies already set up there. Um, are Greece looking at any sort of cultivation, or is this just going to be uh, multinationals coming into the country and setting up to export product? Right, so Greece actually passed a, a medical cannabis law in what, early 2018. The government changed hands, new government came in uh, new, called New Democracy, which is the current government. And they never really did anything with the, the cannabis uh, rollout, medical cannabis rollout. And a lot of the investors got burned. So now, um, it, I think it was May, it was just last May, we started hearing talk of a new cannabis law. And the emphasis seemed to be on uh, allow, allowing THC-rich cultivation of products in Greece um, with an emphasis on exports. Um, what do I mean by that? Well, it seems to be a lot easier to come in and export cannabis grown in Greece than it does to create cannabis products for Greek people. There are currently no clear pathways to safe access uh, to medical cannabis for Greek people right now. There is language in the new law that that, that, that stipulates uh, the 
enabling of the domestic use of medical cannabis products. However, um, there's no imports going on right now uh, as far as THC-rich cannabis is concerned. And the, the process for getting the appropriate licensing to cultivate and manufacture cannabis products in Greece for the Greek people requires a lot of uh, compliance hoops that very few uh, organizations are prepared or willing to jump through you know, in terms of uh, special marketing authorizations and you know which comes with the the good manufacturing practices and laboratory practices and, and pharmacovigilance inspections and all that yeah well, what i seem to see from interviews so far is that the european countries let's say ireland and malta are good examples that already have pharmaceutical manufacturing happening in this country seem to have that little bit of a head start. Do you know if Greece has any pharmaceutical manufacturing that happens there, or is it mainly an importer of those type of products? Uh, that's a really great question. I'm not sure what kind of uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing happens in Greece. Greece does have the National Organization of Medicines, which is set up to uh, approve manufacturing processes for, for pharmaceutical companies that apply. Uh, they're, they're open for, for application. If you, anybody can, any, anybody can apply to get their Greek, Greek, to get a cannabis product on the Greek market. But I don't, I don't think anybody's done it yet just because the process is one expensive and two um, kind of unclear, you know, the, the regulations aren't exactly, uh, finally nuanced yet as is the case with most new markets but it's it's long story short it's, it's very difficult for anybody to to come in and and help create safe access to pharmaceutical cannabis in greece okay tell me this is the medical cannabis program in greece ireland have a medical cannabis program for, for a couple of years but it's literally maybe six to seven ailments are allowed to obtain medical cannabis products within this realm. It needs to obviously be expanded to chronic pain and a number of other different ailments. But is Greece the same? That's one thing I'm curious to see. Are European countries doing the same thing where they're limiting the, the applicants? And if you limit the applicants, then the, the companies to make the products for those applicants aren't seeing a huge margin of return initially at the start. Is, is that the same in Greece? Yeah, so right now in Greece, it, we know that medical cannabis is allowed, but there's, there's no clear process for application if you're a medical cannabis patient or if you're a physician who wants to work with medical cannabis patients. There, there's no clear process for application. There's no medical cannabis license you can get if you're a patient. You know, ever since they passed that initial law in 2018, the patients were pretty much left on their own. A lot of them have been turning to uh, illicit the illicit market or bringing you know bringing in products from abroad uh, illegally. Um, and, and you mentioned qualifying conditions. Again, there's no clarity around that at all. Uh, so it's there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, in terms of building uh, 
a medical cannabis program in Greece's own backyard. Yeah, I, I think what I'm saying, starting to see is that all the European countries are doing the same as this. The politicians did a little, oh, we're going to have a medical cannabis program, but it was smoke and mirrors. It was a limited program that people couldn't truly access. The doctors weren't educated and trained to be able to prescribe these medicines. So I think we're in the period now of the catch up with that. The patients are starting to see there's nobody available there. People aren't going to make products for a minute market, that this needs to be expanded and uh, they need to be educated on the topic. Next topic I want to talk to you about is the effects of choosing multinationals. What's your look or what's your overview on this? Do you believe that countries should be just dealing with multinationals who already got set up like in North America? Or do you think there should be a 50-50 distribution of licenses to the the nationals of of the country where this product is being grown or or, or, ma or made in great question well one i i celebrate um the any multinationals that want to come in in, in greece and add value uh you know bringing in bringing in investment money creating jobs i celebrate that um, and I, at the same time, I would definitely advocate that Greeks uh, are able to, to be a part of this industry once it does take shape. Um, as far as license holding, holding goes, um, you know, I've talked about this with people in the States, which we don't see quite see this yet, but you know, I think this is where micro licenses comes in, into play, which is a system that would allow smaller entrepreneurs to to be a part of the cannabis industry. Um, at the same time, things are really difficult in Greece. They've been difficult economically for for over a decade. So I honestly don't know how how many people, how many entrepreneurs in Greece are are able to be a part of the industry, cannabis industry, as it's currently uh, outlined in, in the current law, you know, which includes these special uh, marketing authorizations, which are very expensive and difficult to go through all these, these, these manufacturing practices, which um, have been, in other countries, have been... Um, specifically changed for cannabis to make it easier to get to get cannabis products to market. Uh, so I don't I don't know how well that answers your question, but um, I think it, yeah. it does need to be a balance. We, we need that that outside investment for sure. But this needs to be Greece's medical cannabis uh, program. And it, it needs to be for Greeks before it, it could be for others. You, you've yeah. got to take care of your own people first. And yeah, I know it's a, it's the business question you asked me, but you know, it, I think it goes hand in hand with having that safe access, but also creating these, these economic opportunities for Greek people who've been struggling for a long time. Yeah, no, well, I agree. A lot of the large, large multinationals, especially the kind of Canadian ones 
have, have yet to fucking make money as far as I can see. They've just churned and spat away billions and billions and their only growth model now is new territories, new territories. And you can see them with the ability to lobby and to get into the ears of politicians. But at the same stage, if you can't do it properly in your own country, what's to make us believe that you can come over to another country and do it properly there? I think the perfect model will be the multinationals finding companies on the ground in each territory and either acquiring them and using the knowledge of the people in the workforce already there, as opposed to bringing over a system that uh, is just designed for profit to be dispersed out of the country it's been uh, it's been made in. I want to touch on one last thing. We've only got a couple of minutes left within our time frame, but the New York scene at the moment, how excited are you about New York? Do you see who who do you see winning between New York and Vegas as the cannabis tourism destination? <laughs> I think well, I'm, I'm very excited about New York. A lot of people are. Um, I had the pleasure to interview a, um, a handful of people who have been very closely involved in the progress there. Uh, lawmakers and, and, and advocates and entrepreneurs. And, and I think I may, be, I may be wrong, but I, I've been on vacation for a few weeks, but I think we're still waiting to see uh, how New York fills its cannabis management office. Who are the people that are going to be placed there? There was some concern among the policymakers that spearheaded this legislation that they weren't going to be able uh, to be a part of that selection process. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But right now on paper, it feels like the smartest uh, cannabis legislation I've seen in the States. It seems that they've, lear they've learned the lessons from the other cannabis markets, uh, you know, in terms of, of, of all the big issues, home grow is included. Um, and they've also got a, what, what could be a solid plan for social equity and potentially integrating the legacy market. Um, the, the, uh, part of that's baked into to the legislation. I think it was something like 50% of, of, of the initial license holders need to be from minority groups Brilliant. and they must remain uh, majority owners of the, the license. So that could cut down on predatory lending. Yeah, There's a lot of other things we could say about New York, but those are just some of the first things that come to my mind. Yeah, I think they're two of the biggest topics as well. When you look at the actual consumer outside of the investor and the business side of it, the two things that everybody cares about are you want to be able to grow at home yourself. There's no reason why you should be penalized for growing cannabis when you're not penalized for growing tomatoes. And that the neighborhood that the, is generating revenue through cannabis sees some of the revenue distributed back into the community, whether it's through police, schools, hospitals, that I think every consumer in the cannabis industry would expect every territory to be uh, implementing that law. It's been an absolute ch pleasure talking to Gregory. I could talk to you all day, mate, but 15 minutes is the time limit that we allocate for the show. If anybody wants to know or read anybody uh, Gregory's articles, go to thebluntness.com. I highly recommend going through all his back catalogue of biophasic effect on cannabis and a number of different amazing things he's written about. Gregory, it's been great to chat to you, mate. I hope we can come back on in the next couple of months and we can have a little update in New York and Greece. Thanks, Owen. This will be great. Great Thank to you. talk to everybody. See you in the next episode.